Welcome home. I'm Dr. Tama, a minister, licensed psychologist, and sacred artist. And this is Homecoming, a podcast to facilitate your journey home to yourself. While I will provide weekly inspiration and mental health tips, this podcast is not a substitute for therapy. I'm so excited you're on the journey. If you want to request specific topics or share your progress, email me at homecomingpodcasts at gmail.com. Also, after you listen, be sure to like, subscribe, and share. Let's begin. I am so excited about our topic on today, moving from insecurity to self-confidence. Let's start with getting in touch with our breath. So just get in a comfortable position, uncrossing arms and legs, and tuning into your breath at your own pace, paying attention to your inhale and your exhale. As you start to scan your body, noticing where any tension is and giving yourself permission to release each muscle Some of us hold tension in our neck or shoulders, some in the lower back. Some of you may hold it in the pit of your stomach or your forehead. Sending breath throughout the body, giving yourself permission to release the tension. Becoming mindful of the rising and falling of your rib cage as you breathe. Inhale. And exhale. As we set intentions for self-compassion, for self-love, for self-confidence, and as we release from our mind, heart, body, spirit, the insecurity that we have been carrying for years, for years, just visualize it falling away Visualize yourself laying it down, that you don't have to carry that weight of insecurity any longer. And then just picture yourself dancing freely. What would it mean to release insecurity? What would it look like to stand in your power, in your truth, to dance in it, to laugh in it, to be in it. And cleansing breath. All right, so let's think about where this insecurity came from. And for uh, many of us, it came from critical voices. So I want you to begin to reflect on what were the critiques that you heard before the age of 10? Because the insecurity you have didn't start last week. It is something that new experiences can build on, uh, but they did not create it. And so what were those early experiences of uh, shame, uh, those early messages that you were not uh, good enough or smart enough or cute enough or talented enough. 
who were those critical voices? Were they strangers? Were they peers? Were they teachers? Was it your family? Often our greatest roadblock to self-confidence is people with our same last name. So being mindful that the critique didn't start with me. But not only did we have those early childhood experiences that created insecurity, but then even as we got older, we started to see how people respond to us. And that can be at work, if you were overlooked or dismissed or not accepted. That can be socially, uh, if you had uh, were rejected or mistreated, mishandled. Uh, if there were things, dreams you have that you were talked out of, who told you that that wasn't for you? Who told you that that was uh, too much, you were being too much? Uh, who told you to try to play it safe? And so all of those uh, roots of insecurity affect us. They make us uh, critical of ourselves. And so what has happened oftentimes, you don't even talk to those people anymore or don't talk to them much, but you have recorded the script. So now you don't even need them to say it. We say it to ourselves. We dismiss ourselves. We look in the mirror or don't look in the mirror and say negative things about our own features, about our own body. We say things about to discount our dreams, our gifts, our possibilities. So we have uh, internalized that critical voice. And when we are insecure, it leaves us not only feeling like we are less, and I want you to know there are different domains, even when we say self-esteem, there are different domains, different categories. So you might feel like you're good in some areas, but then there are some other areas where the insecurity is great. So oftentimes when I'm working with people, those people who have a lot of defense mechanisms, they'll say, oh, I love myself. <laughs> oh, no, Dr. Tama, that's, that's not me. I love me. And uh, that's interesting because uh, often our behavior doesn't match that script. Right, We say we love ourselves, but if I loved me, would I be doing some of the things that I'm doing? If I was confident in me, would I be doing some of the things that I'm doing? And so uh, for those of us who are quick to go to that script of I'm not insecure, I'm fabulous, I invite you to dig a little deeper because there may be areas in which you do feel fabulous, um, but there are different domains right? And so we all have areas where we feel less confident than others. Insecurity also leaves us in a place where we're always needing approval, right? Because we don't know within ourselves. So we're looking for people to validate, to celebrate, to recognize, to name us because we don't feel it. And so often uh, when we are operating from that vantage point, it's never going to be enough because then we even second guess it, right? I have uh, clients who can't accept compliments. Even if somebody tells them, oh, you look nice today, their response is like, what are you trying to say? 
well, what did you mean by that? <laughs> uh, we, we, we are hungry for it, but we can't receive it, right? Even if someone was interested in you, you couldn't really believe it, right? You would doubt it or wonder, like, what's their agenda? What are they trying to get from me? Because I don't see anything noteworthy about myself. So why are you giving me this attention? So that need for approval, which can also lead to our people pleasing. When I am constantly trying to make people happy and I need people to like me, I was talking to another psychologist about this earlier today, um, that as a mental health professional, you can't uh, get stuck in that people pleasing because people will always be pulling at you. So you have to have the ability to set a boundary and be fine with the fact that some people won't like it, right? Uh, and social media, I get messages all the time in my inbox of people wanting me all times of day or night uh, to respond and uh, guide them. And that's, that is not how I'm living my life, right? So I do this work and I also have balance, right? And I um, am not on all the time. So some of us have been living on stage with even with your friends and family, where I gotta always be on, I gotta always be happy, I gotta always give what they need. So I invite you to take off your superwoman cape. I invite you to take off your mask. I invite you to go sit down somewhere, as our grandmothers would say, go sit down somewhere and releasing the people pleasing. Another piece which uh, in modern times uh, is creating this or adding to our insecurity is our constant comparison. You know, and we see this especially with social media, right? So we're needing to present in a certain way. We need um, pictures to look in a certain way. We need, to, we need people to think a certain thing about us. And when what we are presenting is so far from our authentic truth, it ends up creating more shame. It ends up creating more insecurity because now I have to lie in order to gain your approval. Yeah? So the insecurity is often also when we center the aspects of ourselves that we're still working on. So all of us are a work in progress, but we have to be mindful um, that sometimes the things that we are unhappy with or our growth areas, we make that the sum total of our identities, which keeps us insecure. So as we uh, consider healing our insecurity and moving towards self-confidence and self-love, it is about coming to terms with uh, the parts of myself that I have not uh, approved of, the parts of myself that I have judged harshly. Now those judgments may be I inherited them from other people or I may uh, have created that myself, but I uh, make a decision to look at myself with compassion. I make a decision to extend to myself grace, right? Many times we give that to others, but what about for ourselves? Because when I look at myself with compassion, I also look at myself with balance to know there are some things I missed, but there are some things that I did well. 
right? When I look at myself with balance, it helps me to feel more secure because I am seeing the truth about who I am. And for me to start to accept the different aspects of myself. So the, the, the plain way of me saying that is stop lying to yourself. Because when I lie to me about me, it gets me that much further away from coming home to myself. So I have to accept the fact that I procrastinate. <laughs> I have to accept the stuff that I do that's out of order so that I can uh, have my real confidence and my love. See, my love for myself is not dependent on perfectionism, right? Can I love me even when I don't always get it right? Can I love me even when I know, oh, I could have done that better? Can I love me in my present condition? We say this in terms of loving other people, but do I love me for me? So not once I meet somebody, not once I make all this money, not once I lose this weight, but right now, today, as I, in the condition I am in, ooh, I love myself for me, right? I love myself some me. And why would you love yourself? Because you're lovable. That's why. <laughs> That's why, because you're worthy of love, right? You are worthy of it. So I uh, begin to practice uh, self-approval and self-love and self-acceptance. So when I feel that judgment, that critic rising up in me, I don't let her have the last say, right? When I hear that judgment, I feel that judgment rising up against me, I check myself, right? You know, before I turn away from myself with like, oh, I can't believe this or that. No, 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 no. I check myself and I challenge that and say, yes, I am imperfect and I'm growing. Yes, I am imperfect and I love me and I understand me. And as we said last time, I forgive me, yes. So forgiving myself, accepting myself, loving myself, here it is without comparison. And a lot of our comparison and judgment leads us to these false timelines. So I want to heal you on today from the mindset, from the mentality that you're late. I want you to know you are right on time. I want you to know you didn't miss it. You didn't miss your window. You did not miss your door. You did not miss your destiny. You did not miss your purpose. It's yours. Wherever you go, you carry it. And so you are not too late. Everything that you think was a detour was a part of your destiny and your preparation. And so you can release yourself from the guilt and shame of who you could have been. Because who you are and who you are manifesting now is more than enough. You are enough. You are enough. You are enough. And so I don't compare myself to where I thought I was supposed to be at this age. I don't compare myself to where other people are, that I celebrate me for where I am right now because 
I didn't start where everybody else started. They didn't have the same baggage that I had to carry. And so, and I don't know the reality of their story. Often you're comparing yourself to people and all you see is the surface. You don't even really know their lives. So take your eyes off their lane and get in your lane. Get in your lane, because guess what? You're not even going where, where they're going. You know, these people you're comparing yourself to, that's not even your plan. That's not even it. So bless them celebrate them and then get your eyes on your lane you know we had that the eyes on the prize keep your eyes on the prize and so a part of me healing my insecurity is learning to trust this moment this present moment right so instead of my regret for the past right I, I feel bad because of yesterday or my fear for the future right so I remove regret from the past fear for the future, and I sit right here in this moment. And this present moment is what counts, and, and what happens in this moment is I'm showing up for me, and that's amazing. I'm showing up for me, and that's noteworthy, and that's praiseworthy. I'm showing up for me, and I love that about myself, that I continue to show up for myself. So as we look at uh, the different ways in which we can heal, the different ways in which we can go forward, we have to recognize those phrases when they come up with us, within us. What does the insecurity sound like? It sounds like, that's so stupid, I can't believe I did that. It, uh, it shows up with, I wish I looked like her, or I wish I looked like him, or I would be cute if, uh, I never get anything right. That's your insecurity speaking, and it's a lie. Right? What happens is we highlight our failures and overlook our successes. So uh, you have to interrupt and disrupt this script that's all or nothing. Right? Nobody will ever want me. Right? That's an overgeneralization. You might not be everybody's cup of tea, and that's fine. Right? Not everybody's going to appreciate us, but let's get out of the nobodies or nothing. Right? Um, I'm always uh, failing. Um, I'm a loser, nobody wants to be my friend. Well, if there is any truth to be had, it's I've had challenges making friends because, and then you wanna dig deep and figure out what that's about, right? Has it been uh, not being trustworthy? Has it been you being closed off? Has it been they've been meeting your wounds and not meeting you, yes? Um, or have you been trying to make friends with the wrong people? Sometimes you're chasing after people who have not yet, they have nothing in common with you. So release them. Uh, this idea that I'll never be able um, to uh, be well, I'll never be able to stop drinking, I'll never be able to stop smoking, I'll never be able to stop overeating. Um, what's the point of even trying? All of that is your insecurity script. So when you feel that rising up in you, you have to talk back to it right? You have to talk back to it. And I don't mean just sitting in your car talking to yourself. <laughs> I mean, uh, from the standpoint of cognitive psychology, I recognize what we call a cognitive distortion, a distorted thought. And then I look at the evidence that supports it. And then I look at the evidence against it, right? Because a lot of these statements that we're holding on to are not true, are not true. So instead of me just embracing them and believing them, instead I have to refute them. I have to uh, 
go up against them and say, I am not going to let uh, my insecurity sabotage me at work. I'm not going to let my insecurity sabotage my relationships, that I am going to begin telling myself the truth. So this issue of uh, self-confidence and self-love, uh, when we look at self-love, it is recognizing that every person on the planet is worthy of love, is deserving of love. And the people who did not show you love, sometimes it was they were caught up with their own wounds. Uh, they were distracted by their own pain. So they couldn't show up for you in the way that you deserved. So let me, let me clarify this. We don't always get what we deserve, right? So you are worthy of love. Whether the love has showed up or not is a different question. But it not showing up, uh, is not the same as you are unworthy or unlovable, yes? So I recognize as a person on the planet, I am worthy of love, of care, of compassion, and I start by giving it to myself. I start by giving it to myself. In terms of uh, recognizing that we have been imperfect, I think we have to take an honest assessment at what are the things that you think disqualify you from being worthy of love? And whatever these things are that you feel disqualify you, are you applying that standard to everyone in that category? Right? So whatever this thing you did or whatever this thing is about you that you feel makes you unlovable or unworthy of love, uh, that we have to really challenge that. We have to really challenge it, whether it's uh, people who look the way that I look or people who have dealt with addiction or people who have uh, messed up in the past, uh, whatever it is, uh, you are not disqualified. You are not beyond the reach of love, starting with the love of yourself. And I would say even before the love of yourself is love from the creator. And so sometimes it is about me needing to see myself through the eyes of the creator. Because I may be seeing myself with a lot of judgment and shame, uh, but the one who knows all and knows me and knows everything uh, sees me and says, you are my beloved, yes? You are my beloved. So we have sacred love and we have self-love. And then building your self-confidence, I would say thinking about what you're good at, right? Our confidence, you know, it's not that I'm going to have confidence about things I don't know, right? If someone wanted me to explain to you some engineering concept, I'm going to be very insecure and I probably will say nothing or it's going to be a mess, Right, So this is not blind confidence. It's confidence based on uh, what you, who you are and what you can do. So who you are, I am just confident in myself as a being on the planet. I am confident uh, because I am a sacred being. And I also am confident in some particular gifts or knowledge that I have. 
And some of that knowledge may be from lived experience. Just by virtue of you living your life, you know some things some other people don't know. You know how to survive in some ways that people who have not faced your circumstance, they never had to figure it out. I'll never forget, I was doing a women's group in South LA and the sis, one of the sisters in the group, she could not believe it because I mentioned uh, Coinstar and putting your little money in so you can get your dollar bills out. And she said, Dr. Tama, you know about Coinstar? <laughs> I said, oh, absolutely. And so there are some things that we have had to navigate or figure out to survive. There's knowledge that you have. And often the things that we know or the things we can do are the things we take for granted. You know, we always want what other people have. Like, oh, I wish I could sing like her. I wish I could dress like her. It's like the stuff that you carry, you take for granted. You don't even know that's a skill. So for me to do a real assessment of myself, what are my skills? What, are, what am I good at? What are the things that I don't even necessarily have to work that hard at? It is within me or also, what are the things I have worked hard at? And I want to acknowledge myself that I have put effort into learning this particular skill. And so building my confidence, and here it is, also being confident enough to fail. Hmm. Being confident enough to fail, that means I know even if I don't get it right, that doesn't make me less of a person. So I'm willing to try. When I was doing my Masters of Divinity program, we had to take uh, Hebrew and Greek. And there was a guy in one of the classes, and he got really angry because the teacher was teaching by immersion, which just means we walked in the class, we don't know anything, and the teacher's just speaking another language, right? And then the teacher will point to you and ask you something, and clearly you don't really know because we we're just learning. But this student couldn't tolerate not knowing, and so he would storm out of the class. He couldn't sit with uh, what he interpreted to be humiliation, but it was just uh, being comfortable being a beginner, right? If I am insecure, I don't even want to try because I'm afraid I fail, and that if I fail, that means I am unworthy, but the reality is when I am confident, I'm willing to try not because I think everything I try I'm going to be amazing at, but even the things I don't do well, it's okay. It's okay. I'm still, I'm still me and I'm still good, right? So some things I will thrive in, some things not so much, but I'm still good with me. So giving myself permission to step into unfamiliar territories, to not assume everyone is always out to make a fool of me, right? Uh, because that will eliminate us from a lot of opportunities, but I want to dare to show up in new spaces and even to declare, I don't know anything about this, but I'm excited to learn, right? To have the confidence to do that that is healing and that is freedom. And so what I want to invite you to do this week, in behavioral psychology, there is a term uh, called as if, acting as if. 
So instead of waiting until you mentally catch up and you build your confidence in your mind and then you start living differently, behavioral psychology says start acting like it now and in your behavior you will activate a mental shift. Yes? So I want you this week to act as if you believe in yourself. So what would you do this week if you were confident? Let's make pretend. Pretend you're confident. <laughs> would you uh, go for the job interview? If you were confident, would you ask that person for their phone number? If you were confident, would you raise your hand in class? If you were confident, would you tell your mate how you really feel? If you were confident, what would you do differently? Would you not just let people cut in front of you if you were confident? So this is our behavioral activation. And you will discover that in doing the behavior of a confident person, you will build your confidence. And so it is not for us to uh, always stay in the mode of acting as if, because then it never feels authentic. But as you act as if, I want you to be open to the experience impacting your mind. That as I act as if, that I start to reassess my thoughts about myself. Because you really are capable, you really are lovable, you really are worthy, and the voice in you that is saying, no, I'm not, or she doesn't know me, I want you to operate in your power and speak back to that voice and say, you don't have the final say here. I am leaning toward, walking toward my confidence and my love for myself because those who tried to break my spirit and those who did, because some of us have to be honest, some people did break your spirit, break your heart, right? But those who tried to break me or who did break me, that I do not want to remain in those broken pieces. So I gather myself like stained glass, yeah? I gather all the different pieces, the fragments of myself, and I am putting me back together again with confidence. So I invite your soul to tell your heart, mind, body, and spirit, welcome home. Mm -hmm.